This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And by ICOM. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information about ICOM radios. It's Ham Radio. Hey, good evening, everyone. It's Ham Talk Live, episode number 265, live from Yoda America's Camp 2021, recorded live on Thursday, July 15th, 2021. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight, we're joined by some of the campers, staff, parents, and volunteers at this year's Youth on the Air Camp in Westchester, Ohio. And we will take your calls live in just a few minutes. Uh, last week here on the show, Mark Brown, N4BCD, was here to talk about the Huntsville Ham Fest coming up here in just a few weeks. If you missed that show, you can listen anytime at hamtalklive.com or on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. Or you can catch the rebroadcast on WTWW. That's 5085 on your AM dial Saturday afternoons at about 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So get your questions and comments ready to go about youth on the air. If you're listening to us live on Thursday night, you can give us a call in just a little bit. Let me go ahead and give you the telephone number so you have it ready, and we'll let you know when it's time to call. The number is 859-982-7373, and I'll give that number again here in just a moment and a couple of other times later on in the show. Again, the number 859-982-7373. You can also tweet us. It's at HamTalkLive on Twitter. And I'll be back live from Yoda Camp right after this word from Tower Electronics right here on Ham Talk Live. Hey, honey, have you seen the PL259s anywhere? No, I haven't. Come on, kids. Let's go. There's just one place to go for all of your connector needs. Tower, Tower Electronics. Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. A, a giant, giant warehouse of connectors, connectors and adapters for every, every occasion. occasion. Thousands to choose from in every shape, size, and color. And they have antennas, soldering supplies, cables, meters, and more. Or, where do you go if you want to buy a connector at a fraction of retail cost? Tower, Tower Electronics. Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. And this weekend only, take advantage of our special liquidation sale. Buy nine solder-type PL259s. Get the tenth one for just one penny. One penny, penny. They make great Christmas presents. And what better way to say I love you than with the gift of a PL259? Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. I'm Scott, KB9AMM of Tower Electronics. I like the PL259 connector so much, I bought the company. Tower Electronics, coming to a ham fest near you or online at pl-259.com. And we're in the yellow pages under Amateur Radio Connectors. My, wherever did you get that lovely PL259? Tower Electronics, pl-259.com or call 920-435-2973. Do we sell PL259 connectors? We're not sure what's up with the fifth dentist, but four out of five dentists recommend listening to Ham Talk Live. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. Thanks to... 
Scott and Jill at Tower Electronics for sponsoring the show as they do each and every week to help bring Ham Talk Live your way. Make sure you visit them at a ham fest near you or online at pl-259.com. Well, welcome back to Ham Talk Live, uh, coming to you live from Westchester, Ohio. Uh, we're here in the uh, Yoda Camp uh, Hotel, actually. Uh, we're in uh, the uh, one of the meeting rooms here next to the lobby, and uh, we have several campers and staff and volunteers in the room tonight. So we're going to talk to many of them. But if you have a question for one of them, give us a call at 859-982-7373 or tweet us. It's at HamTalkLive. And if you're on Spreaker, you can type in the comments and um, we'll check those as we go throughout the evening. And um, it's it's been a great week of camp. Uh, we uh, are just starting this program. It's, it's the first time it's been done um, over here in the Americas. It, it's basically a copy of the Youngsters on the Air camp programs over in um, Europe and um, Western Asia and, and Africa and um Things have gone really, really well. We've, we've, of course, had our, a few learning moments uh, along the way, but uh, we've been uh, pretty successful in um, all of the projects, uh, which is uh, what we really wanted. We've also been pretty successful at uh, getting these young people to know each other a little bit better and and know that they're not alone in this hobby and service. So. Um, it's, it's worked out really well. So, uh, happy to report that things are, um, are, are going so well. We're going to finish up tomorrow. Uh, we're going to, um, <clears throat> send everybody home at two o'clock tomorrow. Uh, there will be a live stream of the closing ceremony, uh, from one to two p.m. Uh, tomorrow on our YouTube channel, so check that out. And if you haven't been following along with the uh, daily highlight videos, uh, Brian Eshe, WB9QVR, or as we call him back home, The Q, uh, has been editing these highlight videos every day. And, and Sterling Man in 0 ssc who's waving at me at the moment, and, and James Lee, WX4TV, have been shooting tons of video all week and so every day we upload all this stuff, and, and then Brian goes out and edits it all into a, a couple of minutes so you can see what we're doing. So make sure you check out the Youth on the Air YouTube channel and uh, and watch the little highlight videos. You can also watch the opening ceremony. Um, we, we did have an official uh, ceremony for that, and a keynote speaker, Kim, Tim Duffy, K3LR. And uh, you can also watch the Eris contact that we made yesterday. Uh, another exciting moment um, when we were able to talk with an astronaut. So be sure you check that out. Well, first off, uh, I want to bring on uh, John Dykstra in Zero JSD. He has called into the show a couple of times, and he's uh, a frequent listener of the show. And uh, And, John, I want you to to uh, tell everybody uh, what your thoughts are on camp this week. Okay, Neil. Hey, uh, good evening, everyone. This is John Dystra, N0JSD. I'm a contester out of Northern Virginia. So we got here. I got in around uh, Saturday night, spent the night here, and then Sunday we went in orientation, got an idea what the uh, Voice of America is down here in Westchester, Ohio, I tell you what, uh, Jocelyn Brott, he's a really good guy, showed us around, and uh, he definitely gave us a really good show this past week. So, when we uh, next day, we built 80-meter uh, kits, really nice, and then uh, we just used them today, actually, uh, for a little bit of uh, ARDF, and... Uh, then we went to, then we did a bunch of other stuff, and... Uh, I think Wednesday, what was it? Yeah, we did Kings Island uh, and the Air's Contact. So, uh, pretty cool. Uh, I've talked to anyone at many times, and it's good to uh, hear it again. 
hear the good voice up there at the ISS. Other than that, it's been a really good week with the uh, with the guys down here at Youngsters on the Air and uh, all the guys that I talk to over the air, I actually get to meet in person. So uh, back over to you, Neil. WBNI VPG, this is N0JSD. All right, John. If you had to pick your your favorite thing so far, which we've we've still got a few hours of camp left uh, tomorrow, but if you had to pick your your favorite thing out of this week, what would it be? So definitely making the contacts to all the people who've been wanting to work us because we did operate the special event station W8Y. Um, uh, 98% of the time, I've been on 40 meter CW. So. Uh, We've been making many contacts off that. It's just good to hear people all around the world who are actually interested in us and uh, supporting us by making their contacts. So, haven't seen the logs yet, but I know we've made a lot of contacts. And thank you guys very much for those contacts. All right, John. Well, thanks for uh, sharing with us tonight. And uh, again, if you have a question uh, about youth on the air camp, give us a call at eight five nine nine eight two seventy three seventy three or tweet us at ham talk live and uh want to bring on uh michael uh w3 oh now i'm going to turn turn your badge around w3 mlj that's it uh michael lippert uh is uh from up in uh northeast ohio and uh he's here to uh or more or less yeah uh on on the pennsylvania side uh anyway uh michael is is here and um he's uh big into contesting and and we started off the week uh, on monday with some contesting stuff so uh michael why don't you talk a little bit about uh, what you've enjoyed about yoda camp and and maybe some of the contesting aspects of the camp okay thank you neil uh it's uh, been very fun um um the contesting uh, was very fun we uh um learned a lot uh, some that i didn't know but um i've been very active in contests uh ever since i think it was the uh, first year i've uh, got my license so um i've been to multiple contest stations uh um up in maine massachusetts and uh, north me uh, k3lr which uh, he was here monday or sunday <laughs> i guess it is but um uh yeah contesting is mainly my thing hf and uh and, and running uh that sorts all right, and I'll ask you the same thing. What uh, what was your favorite thing? Uh, the favorite thing was uh, uh, what what would it be? Probably the International Space Station contact. Uh, that was uh, uh, really cool. Haven't done that yet, but uh, that that was probably the favorite part so far. Well, there, there's a lot to pick from, and uh, that that's a, a good one, and that's one that. Uh, took a, a lot of uh, setup and and so tra- transitioning to that um the, the young lady who put all of that stuff together to make that uh Aris contact is, is behind me she's been on the show before ruth willett km4lao talk a little bit about uh the experience of being in charge of an Aris contact uh, good evening, everyone. This is Ruth, Kilo Mike 4, Lima Alpha Oscar from Virginia. Um, getting to be in charge of that Ares contact. No, you're fine. Getting to be in charge of that Ares contact was really incredible. Um, it's been a multi-year process, I think, at this point, just working with um, our Ares mentors and working with Ares North America, um, trying to try to make this contact happened during the only couple of days we had for it. So definitely a lot of paperwork, a lot of emails, a lot of patients from Neil and John Clute and then Fred Kremer who came in at the last minute to be our um, heiress mentor, <clears throat> as well as communications with our Telebridge station um, because we did a Telebridge contact. Um, but it was absolutely incredible. Um, a big bucket list item for me that I've wanted to talk with an astronaut for quite some time and attended Aeros contacts run by good friends, but never been able to be in charge of one. So it was incredible to be up there and be the Yoda host for that and to get to talk to the astronauts directly. Now, you, you had, um, you know, the the chance to do this, but what one of my favorite parts was... You know, they said, okay, well, you can run this, this video before the contact. And 
this video explains what's going to happen, and it was starring you and Chris Bro, who is he in the room? He's in the next room over. He's oh, as soon as I brought brought the broadcast up, he ran off. Uh, but both of you are here this week. But uh, the video was was of the two of you. Um, I, I think it was like five or six years ago. So so you look you look nothing like you did in the video. So how did you feel about that? It was really exciting to see that video actually being played for a contact. Um, it was quite the experience. And Tom Delaney, who directed that incredibly well was so patient with us we were we never chris and i had never done anything quite like that before and just seeing how i'd seen the video before but seeing in the it in the context of a contact um and seeing how it helped some of the folks there be able to understand a little better exactly what was happening um how well the video was put together it was really cool to see um I've definitely grown up a lot since then, but I'm really proud of how that came together and that it's still good enough to be used right now for Ares Context every week. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a cool thing, and we want to uh, wish John Clute the best. Um, he had uh, a medical issue to deal with uh, at the very last second, and uh, Fred. Uh, Kimmer, uh, came over and, and jumped right in where, uh, John left off and, and made everything work. But we want to wish, uh, John the best and a speedy recovery, uh, because, uh, he, he's, uh, been very helpful in, in making all of this happen. Well, another, uh, camper here, uh, tonight is, uh, Graham and it's KO4. I'm looking at your badge, FJK. And, uh, Graham's, uh, been enjoying yoda camp as well and um been, been doing some cool stuff so uh talk about uh, your favorite parts of the week all right good evening everyone uh, my favorite parts of the week have been all the amazing uh things we've done with um amateur radio i really enjoyed um we did uh some satellite stuff with uh ruth km4 lao this morning and it was really cool to connect with uh, three different satellites this morning. We got lucky, and there were some um, good passes. And it was a lot of fun trying to track in with the Yagi antenna and get on through the pileup, <laughs> even if it was a bit difficult at times. Um, I also enjoyed all the uh, fun things that we got taken to. We got to go to an arcade, and we got to um, Kings Island, and I had, had a blast there. It was so much fun. And uh, But the most important thing, I think, is all the connections that I've made and all the friends I've made and all the, the the great experiences that we've had through it. Back to you, uh, Neil. Now, you mentioned the, uh, you know, your, your favorite thing being you know, the connections that you made. So so this was kind of our, our big goal for this week was so that you all didn't feel um, alone in ham radio. So uh, I'll ask you the question, which, which we hope we know the answer to. Uh, after leaving this camp, do you think that uh, you'll stick with ham radio and, and be able to get some help from your peers when you have different projects that you want to try? Thank you. I think I definitely will because um, before this, I did never knew how to use FT8. I mean, um, my dad, who's also ham, uh, KI4BKE, he's he works on it on his computer, but I had never seen how it worked before, and I got to learn firsthand how to work FT8. And I think that's a great experience because FT8 can run off almost anything. As you know, it has great propagation and reaches anything. And contacts are very straightforward on it. And, um, you know, this has really helped to encourage me and help me to uh, learn different modes of amateur radio communication, such as D-Star and, of course, satellite contact, which I had never done before. Very good. And the satellite thing is just really cool. And, and like they said, Ruth did that today and we'll – uh, be on some of the passes again tomorrow as we have time as we do our antenna build uh, tomorrow but uh, we'll have a chance to, to be on the birds one last time before we go home and um, that, that's something I've been into the last two or three years and just uh, ready to get back on um, with the move and, and getting ready for this camp and everything just haven't been on and uh, I'm looking forward to some some satellite operating time here uh, before too long. All right, well, it's uh, time to take a break, so we're going to take a break. We're going to come back with yet more people here 
uh, at Yoda Camp after this word from ICOM America right here on Ham Talk Live. June kicked off hurricane season, and another rough wildfire season may be on the horizon. When natural disasters strike, cellular towers and power grids can quickly become overloaded and incapacitated. Emergency comms need to be instant, reliable, and allow interoperation with other organizations and agencies for relief coordination. Amateur Radio provides reliable emergency communications with the added security of system redundancy. In addition to our lineup of amateur D-Star digital, HF, and analog radios, our ICSAT-100 portable satellite radio and IP501HM LTE radios are an ideal solution for additional coverage. Use ICOM's VEPG4 radio over IP gateway to bridge these radios and more to various modern communication systems, creating a seamless network. Count on us. ICOM's ICSAT-100 is the perfect handheld satellite radio for use outside of cellular or network range. By operating on Iridium's constellations of satellites, quickly and easily connect with other PTT services, even from remote areas. A mobile version is also available. has an emergency call button, AquaQuake, AES 256-bit encryption, and a voice recording function. One of many global comms with the push of a button. The IP501H and IP501M radios provide instant wide area coverage over LTE. By using an LTE network, you bypass the need for a pre-existing infrastructure, allowing nationwide coverage without the added costs of building and maintaining your own. And a mobile version is available. Priority interrupt calling, individual group, talk group, multiplex, talk group, and all calls, emergency button, loan worker, and man down functions, and vibration alert notifications. Instant wide area coverage over over LTE with ICOM's IP510H and M. The VEPG4 connects all of these devices and more, even systems operating on different protocols, with this gateway. The land mobile and LTE radios to IP communication terminals and IP phone systems work together to form one seamless and uninterrupted network, ensuring your comms are received. You can bridge connections between radio systems, LTE transceiver gateway, IP phone interconnect, multi-site connection between VEPG4s, and external equipment connection. ICOM's VEPG4 is the solution for your interoperability needs. Visit icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information on ICOM radios. Join the conversation. Give us a call at 859-982-7373. Again, the number to call is 859-982-7373. Or, if you'd rather type than talk, tweet us at Ham Talk Live. Now, here's Neil Rapp with more Ham Talk Live. Oh, yeah. You're talking ham radio, baby. You're listening to Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. Thanks to ICOM America for sponsoring the show to bring Ham Talk Live your way each and every week. Make sure you check them out at ICOM America dot com slash amateur all right well we have uh, some more people to talk to and uh, we want to make sure that you know that ham talk live is on the air every thursday night at 9 p.m eastern time right here at hamtalklive.com make sure to check us out on facebook twitter and instagram and before we get to uh more of our people here we have some more campers and uh uh, a special guest that we'll bring to you, but uh, we're going to go to the N9GSU Joke of the Week. Now it's time for the Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week, the part of the show where Rick tells us a ham radio joke. The Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week is brought to you by QRM Labs. Now, here's Rick Garrett in 9GSU with today's Ham Talk Live Joke of the Week. working slow scan with a fellow ham that also happens to be a dentist the other day. He sent me a whole bunch of toothpicks. 
This has been the Ham Talk Live, Ham Radio Joke of the Week with Rick Garrett in 9GSU. Tune in again next week for another joke from Rick. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Rick. We think. Uh, we're not sure. <laughs> uh, the tooth picks. There we go. Yeah, we had some of the campers sending some pictures uh, across uh, the airwaves with the uh, ICOM IC705, and uh, it, was, it was pretty cool. Well, welcome back to, uh, to Ham Talk Live. And again, it's time for your call. So if you have a call um, to make to us give us a call at 859-982-7373 or uh, you can tweet us at ham talk live again if you have a question for us 859-982-7373 now is the time to call and if you're listening to us on wtww or on the podcast edition uh, you won't be able to reach us because we're doing this Live on Thursday night. All right. Well, we have a call on the line, so let's go to the phones. Good evening. Welcome to Ham Talk Live. Oh, hi, Neil. It's Connor and Ben and Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> so we have got we have Connor calling in from uh, behind the wall here. So, so no, Connor, Connor, what's been your what's been your favorite? thing to do this week uh our heiress contact was pretty good (laughs) (laughs) well it it was uh definitely a unique experience because uh just not too many people get to do that so it it was pretty pretty cool and i know you've you've had uh a uh, fun-filled uh trip getting here tell us a little bit about that oh yes i Flew all the way from Virginia, met with Patrick, who's right here. Hi. And then we drove in here from Indianapolis on Sunday? That's it. Saturday, one of the weekend days. And then we leave tomorrow afternoon. I go back to Indy and then fly home Saturday. So you actually uh, got to the Indianapolis Ham Fest and... Went and checked out Kentucky and and checked out all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. We went to the levees in Kentucky. We made a whole trip out of this, you know. I kind of stay on my side of the coast, so this was a fun trip. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, Connor, for for calling in. (laughs) Thanks for taking our call from uh, the the 200 level of the hotel. Oh, oh, there we go. All right, Connor, thanks. We'll see you in the morning, if not before. Bye, Neil. Bye-bye. 859-982-7373 is the phone number. And these guys, you can tell, uh, really get along well and and are all smiles this week. And and it's just been been fabulous to do that. Uh, Case W0AAE is here with me, and he is our... Uh, paper QSL card manager, and he's been uh, doing some of the uh, cards for the special events and uh, all that kind of thing. And he's going to have uh, a, a big job to do when you get home. So tell us a little bit about some of that and your favorite parts of the week. Yeah, I'm going to have to do a lot of uh, QSLing when I get home and uh, maybe set off some DX cards as well. But uh, I've had a lot of fun this week. I, I, I can't wait to um, to do more tomorrow. And um, what was what was most fun was the uh, sprint that we did at the uh, at the park. Even though it was five minutes long, it was a lot of fun. And I'm actually gonna uh, score those tonight. I should really get on that before it gets too late. And um, uh, that was a lot of fun. It was a lot of QRM on the frequency from uh, RFI in the building and um, um, all kinds of things. And uh, I love contesting as well. It's uh, one passion that I enjoy, and I enjoy CW and um, one thing that I never thought I would joy, enjoy um, more was the uh, was the balloon launch that we did. That was uh, very entertaining, and, and um, just seeing how cheap everything was, technically uh, cheap. I thought it would be at least $1,000, uh, but it seems decently cheap for what we were doing, and, and um, I'm actually thinking about doing that when I get home or uh, sometime in the future, so uh, that, that might be uh, pretty fun. 
and um <laughs> uh yeah it's just been a lot of fun and um the amateur radio um uh direction finding was also uh great uh the kit building um it's nice to solder some stuff again <laughs> but anyway i'll send it back over to neil uh, w zero aae all right well we appreciate all of your uh efforts in in helping uh get this thing going and that's one of the the things that we want to accomplish uh with this camp is that the youth are uh, leading um, more and more of the logistics. Uh, we have the youth doing most of the sessions, and uh, we want to expand that as we go. Well, uh, Case mentioned, or, or, or Keys as we call, call him, uh, Case uh, mentioned the uh, balloon launch, and, and Jack McElroy, uh, KM4ZIA, is here, and... Uh, it was, it was just a fabulous experience, um, um, and and you missed out on Dave and Buster's to go get the payload. But uh, getting the payload back is is quite the story. So tell us the story of of getting the payload back from the balloon. Thanks, Neil. So uh, first of all, if you heard my uh, voice beacon. Um, I'll let you know that we will be sending QSO cards to you. Just uh, email me, uh, McElroy at gmail.com. Just email me if you heard my balloon, and I'll send you all a Q- uh, QSL card. So retrieving the payload, um, what was, we had to basically drive about 100 miles to near Marysville, Ohio, to get this payload, and it was by uh, this little farm called Wishwell Farms, and it was run by his two, uh, two friends. Uh, both of them were mechanical engineers, and they ran this farm where they grew uh, soybeans. So we tracked the balloon to one of their fields, and we asked them if, the, if we could go on their field to retrieve the payload. And they're like, oh, yeah, sure, let's just go grab the ATV. Because they already launched balloons before, like the ones that we launched um, on Tuesday. So they, so they knew what it was like to launch one of these balloons and track it and chase it and retrieve it. So we hopped on this big ATV and we dro- and we drove out on these big soybean field and we finally found the payload and it was completely intact and landed in a way so the very uh, bottom of the all the payloads and the very top which is the um, actual balloon were all laid out perfectly in the soybean field. So we got it, got some pictures, and we told them all about the Arduino. And the Arduino we had it; it had multiple sensors on it for temperature, internal, external temperature, and barometric pressure for uh, altitude. And it was a DHT22 sensor, a DHT11 sensor, and a BMP180 sensor. So we retrieved all the data they wanted to know all about. So. It was really awesome talking to them, and they even uh, made their own maple syrup, and uh, we bought a good bit of it. So it's uh, we haven't tasted it yet, so soon enough we'll buy it. Or sorry, not buy it. Sorry, taste it. But um, great, uh, great guys, and definitely we are really glad that land in there feeling not some angry guys old front yard. So. <laughs> Anyway, that's what it was in the balloon. Uh, so, thanks. And back to Neil. Now, these just weren't any mechanical engineers turned farmers. You, you left out one important point there. So, so where were they working as mechanical engineers? Yeah, um, they're mechanical engineers and... Uh, one of them, I believe, actually worked for his uh, Google Loon, I believe it was called, and they uh, launched uh, balloons just like ours of payloads and travel around the world. They weren't uh, like HABs where they go up to about 100,000 feet and pop. They were uh, like SBSs or super, super pressure balloons where they basically just go up to set altitude because of a film or the plastic on the balloon basically stops the balloon from uh, its air pressure inside going up and up. So... Uh, their balloons went around the world, and they had payloads that would land in these uh, countries that are not uh, very nice to the U.S. And so uh, Google would basically hire these PMCs or private military contractors, like these um, retired special forces guys, to basically go out to these countries and retrieve the payload and bring it back to Google. So that was really interesting to know about that. So it was awesome to know that, first of all, we... 
got the balloon in a fellow balloon CR and they knew all they knew what the balloon was about, they knew how it worked, and so it was really awesome just talking to them because, you know, they're not knowledgeable on the topic as well. So I think I think that's it on the balloon retrieval. Yeah, I just couldn't believe it uh, when I heard the story. It you know was, oh my gosh, these guys know exactly what was going on and started asking questions. Uh, you couldn't ask for um, a a smoother uh, retrieval and and actually to you know get people that knew what was going on. So just just fabulous, and, and things have really gone. Um, for the most part, pretty well, uh, this week. It's, it's just been, you know, these kinds of things. Um, uh, things have worked and, and science doesn't always work, especially, uh, when you do it in front of a whole bunch of students. That, that's been my experience anyway. Well, let's, uh, let's change, uh, routes here. Uh, Will Jordan, A4WJ from ICOM America has been spending the week with us. And uh, they provided all of our communications things, and and you you heard the ad about the uh, IP five hundred one handheld, and uh, we have eleven of those. We've been using them as as staff radios, so I can personally attest now to uh, to the IP five hundred one, and it's kind of the first time you've had a chance to play with it, so it was a, a good experiment for you. Well, Neil, you're exactly right. You know, we, um, uh, well, well, I suppose really at the end of the day, Neil, it, I just wanted a chance to play with them, you know, plain and simple. Let's, let's not, let's not mince words here. They're super duper cool. And, uh, this seemed like a great opportunity to test them out in a very, uh, worthwhile and a very real type of situation. And they have served us incredibly well, uh, all the way from Kings Island to Dave and Buster's back here to the hotel and at the VOA museum, uh, all week long. So, uh, it's been a great experience with these little guys, and um, I'm going to be sad when we have to ship them back uh, back home. Yeah. Now, not only do we have you know these these LTE staff radios, but um, you know you've brought uh, handhelds for them to use, some IC705s for them to use out in the field. Uh, tomorrow, they're going to be testing out their uh, antennas that they're going to build in a competition. Uh, with those 705s and then you also brought uh, ic 7300s for them to use in the shack at the museum as well as uh here in the hotel so talk a little bit about the uh the shack in the hotel that you've been in charge of and uh and tell us uh, how that went this week well Neil, it's it's gone incredibly well, and in fact, I'm getting some sideways glances from some of the campers here. They want me upstairs in the uh, hotel shack to unlock it for them, so that we can get back on the air and make some uh, make some contacts here before we uh, before we close camp out. So uh, I'll need to be doing that here before too much longer. But uh, it's been a great time. We've had some 7300s in action, uh, both at the museum and here in the hotel, uh, with some really great antennas. Uh, some of the uh, VOA club members were kind enough to uh, venture to the top of the uh, the hotel roof to install for us. Uh, we've made uh, some great DX contacts. Uh, we hit Belgium at one point. We hit Greece at one point, I know. Um, maybe even more on CW. Um, Hawaii a couple times. So we've been getting out there uh, into the world on the airwaves and uh, doing what we love to do best. Well, we have uh, one more night for them to enjoy that. So uh, uh, when we uh, sign off here in just a little bit, uh, I'm, I'm sure they'll be uh, wanting to get back up there and, and get on. Okay. So um, so I, I, I joked a little while ago about uh, uh, I wasn't going to read the ICOM ad tonight. You were, you were going to read the ICOM ad. And, and so I see Sterling, uh, one of our uh, – committee members and and staff members this week uh ha- had some advice uh, uh of some lines to say so so here you go here's here's your uh, 15 second extra icom ad for tonight so so as uh, as sterling suggested uh buy my radios yo everybody buy those icom radios <laughs> It has been Neil. Before uh, before I sign off on the show tonight, I want to take a quick opportunity to thank you 
on behalf of not only myself, but on behalf of ICOM as well, for allowing us the privilege, and it is a privilege, to be here this week and to share in uh, this marvelous event with all of these great kids. The kids, everybody, as they say, are all right. And they love this hobby, and we owe it to them. It is our duty, in fact, to show to them that the hobby loves them too. And this week has done that to a degree that I could have only that I could not have even dreamed about uh, before before I got here. So many thanks to you for the untold hours that you've put in to make this happen. And thanks to all these kids as well for showing up here this week, for showing us their enthusiasm, for showing us that they love this hobby because it is the greatest hobby in the world. Well, thank you, Will. You're, you're very kind, and, and you have uh, jumped in and, and done everything that we have asked and uh, set up rigs, set up antennas and, and everything. I'm, I'm sorry we couldn't sneak you into uh, Kings Island yesterday, uh, but uh, <laughs> duty calls. But, uh, you know, you've, you've done so much work with, uh, with keeping all of our communications options up and running and, and getting all the questions asked. And, uh, I think the kids have learned a lot from you this week. And so we're very thankful for ICOM's, uh, support this week. Okay. Yeah. And I see on the telegram already shack ain't open yet. So yeah, they're, they're, they're ready to go. So, uh, we're going to, we're going to finish up here a little bit, but, uh, I do have a tweet that came in from, uh, Jacob, uh, KG seven EQN. And, uh, Jacob wants to know what my favorite part of Yoda camp was and, uh, what did it take to put it on and what was the most challenging part and uh, what was something that worked out well that you didn't think it would? So, um, you know, we did a ton of really big things this week. We, we made an Ares contact. We launched a balloon to near space. We, we did all those things, and they were fabulous. But I don't know that I've had as much fun as that eyeball sprint that we did, which nobody mentioned, but the entire room was laughing hysterically. We did, Doug Grant, K1DG, always does this eyeball sprint thing at Contest University where you practice your contesting skills by making an exchange, not on the radio, but just with your voice. And so you walk around the room and, and you make contacts and you practice getting the exchange and the serial numbers and all that kind of thing. And it's great practice. So I told all of the adults ahead of time that we were going to do two of these. And on the second one, we wanted you to be the QRM. And so we started cranking through the PA system recordings of pileups and slow scan television and everything we could think of. And all the adults are going around the room just <laughs> yelling. And I kept doing oh uh, over and over again for the entire eight minutes and and uh, uh i think it was tony said that he got like pushed he got shoved uh out of the way uh i mean yeah oh john was responsible for that he's owning up to it uh, but I mean, they, you know, we were, we were just giving them all kinds of QRM to, to, you know, make it more challenging. And so they, they could learn to fight through the QRM. And, uh, I, I think that was my favorite part. Uh, people just were, were cracking up and, and just having a, a fabulous time. And, um, and I, I think it was, um, uh, the time that it took to put this on, um, we don't have enough time on this show to talk about that. Um, uh, it was an incredible amount of time. Um, I'm not gonna, not gonna lie. Um, uh, we spent, uh, two years and four months working on this, uh, which a year of that was not by choice, but, uh, 
that was due to COVID, but we, we still spent that time uh, working and refining and, and trying to make all of the arrangements. Um, the most challenging part um, was was liability, uh, the insurance. Uh, that, that actually took almost two years to, to get it actually on the dotted line. Um, there's just so many liability things that we have to worry about here in the U S that the, the Europeans don't have to worry about. And, uh, I I'd say that was definitely the most challenging part was, was all the liability and insurance. Um, definitely. And something that worked out well that you didn't think would, uh, again, I, I go back to the eyeball sprint. I figured the eyeball sprint would be, you know, okay, this is kind of lame, but we'll do it, you know, and, and it didn't turn out that way at all. So, so that would be it, Jacob. So thank you for, uh, for your question here tonight. Okay. Well, let me check and make sure we've, uh, we've got everybody. And, and, and John says, did I yell bandpass filter enough? <laughs> <laughs> during the that that eyeball sprint yeah he was like we need a bandpass filter we need to get rid of all you people um but uh you know we've we've just had a fabulous time here and and uh chris aa4cb is listening to the show tonight so thank you chris for that um but uh we, we've had a really good time uh tomorrow's going to be a little bittersweet because uh it's going to be time to go home. I think, um, well, I know the staff is exhausted. Um, I, I think, uh, the campers are, are probably starting to get to that point. Um, we, we stayed at the hotel today just to, um, to kind of take it easy a little bit and enjoy the, the pool and the patio. Um, and you know, right outside, um, on the back patio, we had a, a go box. And, uh, we had an, an EME demo and what else was it? There was something else out there. There was like a mag loop or something. Yeah, it was a mag loop. Yeah. They had a mag loop out there and was just making some contacts, um, you know, out here on the patio. And, and, you know, as soon as we got to, uh, Kings Island yesterday, the first thing I hear on the staff radio is, well, there's a bunch of kids up at the top of the Eiffel Tower with their 705 making cues. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh. What, you know, we, we've got some, some serious ham radio going on this week and it's, it's been great. Well, a Sterling, uh, man in SSC, uh, just stopped by here or I just saw him one or the other and got in my line of sight. Um, before we go, Sterling, uh, talk about being, uh, uh, a staff member this week and, and your role with, uh, IARU region two, uh, being the youth liaison. All right. Thanks, Neil. I'll try to stretch over here. So everyone, uh, hopefully knows me at this point. I'm in zero Sierra, Sierra, Charlie Sterling man and Sam Rose, KC2LRC and I are the uh, OG American, um, uh, what do you call it? What would you say? Infiltrators, invaders of the IRU or IRU Region One Yoda Camp, and that was back in 2016. And like Neil said, this has been a long time coming to, and that was our mission: is to create this here in Region Two. Um, so, our my my experiences as a staff. Well, I've been behind the camera. All that footage you've seen, uh, at least half of it. Um, the other half being James WX4TV. Um, has been uh, me and a little, a lot of photos from Sam as well. Um, I've been also just running around, you know, taking care of business where it needs to be taken care of. I was on the, you know, committee, and it's, it was hard. It was really hard to put it together. And and you know, props to Neil. Like, give him, give him a round of applause. Let's like. <laughs> Without Neil, this would not have happened. And Julie. <laughs> Got a shout out for Julie. So, and, and honestly, I just feel like a kid again. And, and you also see that in Sam. He think, we, we both think we're, you know, just a part of the camp because we're, we're having as much fun. Um, and it's just been especially fun sharing all of this, all of these experiences with, with everyone out there, like on the Instagram and YouTube and everything. Um, and, and trying to, what did you say? Spread the gospel of youth in ham radio. You know, there is youth in ham radio. Um, and so all of this, I'm, I'm the youth liaison for IRE Region 2, and, and what that basically means is I'm, I'm trying to be the, uh, 
the uh, thorn in the side of, of as many member societies as possible in Region Region 2, and that's, that includes all the way from Canada all the way south to Argentina. So South America, Latin America, Caribbean. And we've been doing Zoom meetings um, through COVID to um, try to inspire some of the adults, some of the Elmers out there in, in Latin America especially, um, to try to start up some sub-regional camps. Um, you can almost say this was a sub-regional camp because we only had um, U.S. Uh, Americans here just because, you know, COVID and all that stuff. We couldn't get our, our friends from uh, Canada and Iceland to uh, and Chile to uh, to join us due to travel restrictions. But uh, hopefully next year we're going to have a lot more um, Latin American and Canadian and, and Mexican, I guess part of Latin America, Caribbean um, um, uh, campers on board and staff on board, and we'll start to see some some critical mass, and, and hopefully this really takes off and we can create the next generation of ham radio operators. Thanks, Neil. Well said, and, and you've been uh, a, a tremendous help in, in getting all this video going and live streaming and everything so the world can see what's happening here and and uh, really appreciate it but uh, tomorrow we, we will uh, finish things up uh, the Malusi brothers are here to do their antenna build contest so we'll do that and uh, we'll have some lunch and then we'll have our closing ceremony so again check that out on YouTube we'll be live streaming that as well check out the uh the videos and uh just just too much to talk about in 45 minutes in fact we're already at 51 minutes so uh we're gonna have to uh to end this here tonight but uh just uh, a fabulous experience and so uh please spread the word about it and uh, check out youthontheair.org and um and you'll see all the videos uh from the week and uh just just a lot of information and and uh you know we'll start making plans uh for the next one so um be sure to check that out all right well that is a wrap for this week's edition of ham talk live thanks to the entire yoda crew and everybody out there in cyberspace for listening and typing in tonight and 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 even connor calling from upstairs so <laughs> and uh michael I had to laugh. My, Michael just just tweeted in from from one chair over and says the eyeball sprint was like calling CQ on seventy two hundred. We we had we had some great signs this afternoon. Uh, you'll have to check out the pictures. Uh, but we had some signs cheering on the. Uh, the fox whoring competitors and, and i think uh let's see what one of them was uh guys who operate on 7200 site wikipedia and um you know uh just some some silly things like that 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 made it uh just even that much more fun so um come back next thursday night 9 p.m eastern time um and we'll have another edition of Ham Talk Live. For a list of all of the upcoming guests, visit hamtalklive.com. And if you like the show, please leave us a review. Um, that'll help other people find the show faster. So for now, live from Yoda Camp 2021, Westchester, Ohio, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7-3. Oh, oh, hang on. Uh-oh. Seventy-three, seventy-five, and may the good DX be yours. Well, you came right back to my CQ call. Your five and strength nine. You never once mentioned your weather at all, and I didn't mention mine. We talked and talked for hours and hours. I 